0: There's nothing wrong with your radio. Do not attempt to change the station. We are controlling transmission. If we wish to make it louder, we will bring up the volume. If we wish to make it softer, we will bring it to a whisper. For the next hour, sit quietly and we shall control all that you hear. You are about to participate in a great adventure you are about to experience the awe and mystery which reaches from the inner mind to the outer limits.
1: And now, it's time for the radio show that covers just about every topic. Because variety is the spice of life. From the arcane and unusual to current events and practical tips. Because if it's interesting, they'll be talking about it. And now, here's Bill and Allison Mencaro. We are indeed Bill and Allison. Good morning, Hill Country. Welcome. Thank (laughs) you for joining us. We are Bill and Allison Mencaro, and thank you for joining us indeed. Hill Country Patriot Time 9.08 on a Saturday morning, and we are Bill and Allison. We are sometimes wrong. But we're always right. There you go. We always like to start our show with a verse, and this is from Ephesians chapter 1. In Christ we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace.
0: On today's show, we have an exclusive interview with Dr. Mark McDonald, a psychiatrist and author of the book, The United States of Fear.
2: We are not in a medical pandemic. We are in a pandemic of fear. We, we solved the medical crisis very quickly. The driving force of the fear is the constant chronic lying propaganda and misinformation that's been foisted onto us by this, this government media and corporate cabal, a mass delusional psychosis of basic common sense reason by the vast majority of Americans.
0: That interview with him is coming up later in the show. Uh, Plus, we're going to have a shocking account of how our government deliberately murdered 10,000 Americans. Texas history, local events, the real news behind the fake news, and as always, lots of laughs lots of laughs, <laughs> well I, well okay I, I i can start out with a with a funny story okay um i called a friend this week about getting together and i said uh how does sunday look for you and he said um <laughs> it's super bowl sunday and i said i said i didn't know you had a dog in that fight um
1: and you didn't know super bowl sunday
0: <laughs> well the embarrassing thing was I, I guess i didn't realize it was super bowl sunday so I, uh, I said, well, okay, I guess we won't do it on Sunday. Um, so I, I looked to see who was playing. the Super- I, I, I know very little about about football.
1: <laughs> I, think, I think they figured that out when you said, I didn't know it was going to be Super Bowl Sunday. I think they figured that out.
0: So, so I looked to see who was playing, and um, one of the teams is the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. And um, I went to high school with, and one thing I do know, if you ask me, Bill, who was the AFL Rookie of the Year, nineteen
1: sixty nine? Who was the <laughs> AFL Rookie of the Year, nineteen sixty nine? It just occurred to me to ask you. And I know the answer.
0: Uh, the answer it was Greg Cook, and uh, I went. He was in my high school. He was older than I was, but but he he uh, went to uh, my high school, and I knew him, and he was incredibly good looking, six four. Six, four, blonde, blue okay, okay, eyes. Okay, <laughs> okay, enough of that. Your point is what? Uh, anyway, he, he played for the Bengals. Um, and unfortunately, he, yeah, he, he went to, I'm from Ohio. He went to college at, in Cincinnati, and he was drafted by the Bengals and uh, in 69, and he was so good, um, but unfortunately, he tore up his shoulder and had a bunch of surgery, and was his career was cut very, very short. That's tragic. But the uh, president of the Bengals said Greg Cook was the single most talented player we've had with the Bengals, and if that ever,
1: ever, wow,
0: yeah, and and he said if if that uh, injury hadn't cut short his his career, um, I believe he would have been the player of his era in the NFL.
1: Wow. Greg, cook, cook, thank mm-hmm. you. Uh, you mentioned we're going to talk about Texas history and I've got a little item for you this week in 1915, the Texas legislature approved a bill requiring taxpayers to pay for the governor's groceries. <laughs> and that became a lawsuit.
0: You, you, your government at work.
1: <laughs> yeah. That became a lawsuit known as the chicken salad case in Texas. It was battled out in the courts for well over a year, uh, and by the by the time it was decided, there was a new governor, Jim Ferguson. But he ignored the courts and continued to bill taxpayers for his groceries as oh, governor. Wow! Uh, and he said he would only stop doing it if the Supreme Court of Texas told him to. He didn't recognize the authority of any other courts. Uh, however, there there was again a, your
0: tax dollars
1: at work. Yeah. Uh, so the Texas. Uh, High Court of Impeachment, this was a new one to me, but there, there was one, or maybe there still is one, I don't know. They removed Ferguson from the governorship and made him, not only that, but ineligible for, quote, to hold any office of honor, trust, or profit under the state of Texas. Wow. Uh, however, <laughs> he, Ferguson wasn't done yet. He got his wife elected governor. And uh, basically, called the shots behind her, and she was the famous Ma Ferguson of Texas in the twenties.
0: And why don't you tell everybody why she is so so well known even today? (laughs) I don't know. Isn't she the one who said,
1: "Oh yes, thank you"? I I totally forgotten that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she said I <laughs> can't quote her exactly it's from memory yeah exactly. but, but she said close, close the, the King the King James Bible is the only Bible that we should use because if it was good enough for Jesus it's good enough for us <laughs> Now that's a smart woman I'll tell you exactly Hill Country Patriot time 9:14 in the morning and we have an event to tell you about uh, it's today. Bandera Natural History Museum is hosting two piano performances and a wine-tasting event, Uh, and it's going to be uh, today. uh, Apparently, they're going to have two of them, one at 11 and one at 1 o'clock in the afternoon, where you will enjoy classical, contemporary, and folk Spanish music. And they do like a a reservation. So if you would call 830-328-5090. That's 328-5090. 5090. For the Mandara Natural History Museum piano performances and wine tasting events. And that's at 11 o'clock. And then there's another one at 1 o'clock. So you can choose which one you want. And
0: <clears throat> while you're talking about local events, um, r- r- just things local, um, I learned this is something, as Harley would say, something good to know. We were at a, a function recently, <clears throat> and our friend brought the cake. <clears throat> And I. You want me to talk? Oh, the allergies are the allergy season is so bad right now. My my eyes are watering and I Mm -hmm. I can't talk. Uh, But anyway, at this at this party, our, our friend brought the cake, and I said I said I'm not a cake person. I said, but that cake was fabulous. It tasted like Krispy Kreme donuts. And I said, "Where did you get it?" I said, "Not that I need to buy buy cakes, but um, he said H E B. It was it was a large cake, and they you know personalize it. So um, I thought that was really like Harley says,
1: good to know. Yeah, I noticed uh, in the news uh, just coming on before, and of course we've heard it a lot, and we we don't need to be told that inflation is high. right? right. Uh, everybody knows that. Right. Uh, what everybody doesn't know is that the government is even. The government's uh, own statistics, which show that inflation is the highest in 40 years, that's not true. It's inflation not. is the highest since Harry Truman was president, 75 years. Oh, wow. The reason that the government is not telling us the truth is that the inflation index, consumer price index, is calculated oh. on the cost of all sorts of things but you know what they leave out yeah i, I do know you do the cost of <laughs> energy is not included in right. the inflation figure in and, the official government isn't figure. housing also uh housing is but energy and food oh. are not included in the government's inflation figure like oh nobody cheats their home or buys gasoline or buys food so we don't need to put that in So they delivery took those two out. The two major things that you do, basically, is buy gasoline and food (laughs) as far as expenditures, energy, heat your home, whatever. Uh, They took those out. So their figures are skewed completely. The real figure, you go on uh, shadowstats.com, shadowstats.com, and uh, they calculate the real figure of inflation. Uh, It's uh, 15-point-something percent. which is the highest since President Harry Truman was in office. Wow. So we can't blame Truman for this, but we know who to blame. (laughs) Hill Country Patriot Time 917 on the Bill and Allison Mencaro Show.
0: Well, I I have an item from the Ellen DeGeneres Show.
1: Ellen DeGeneres? Yes. Uh
0: She said, What do you call an animal that only eats plants? And the contestant answered, Presbyterian. (laughs) what <laughs> it's, it was must whoa. be true <laughs> whoa
1: it's well written, i you know i'm here so i i have often said i i am a vegan uh not not because uh i love animals because i hate plants <laughs> here's a little item that uh came across my desk in a very interesting way uh and i thought it was amusing to share with you <clears throat> someone said the local school board meetings are like this I come before you to, this is, by the way, this is from an official with the school board, not a a parent or anything, Uh, but this is uh, uh, supposedly, basically what a school board official says. I come before you to stand behind you to tell you something I know nothing about. (laughs) Next Thursday, which was last Friday, there'll be a mother's meeting for fathers only. (laughs) Bring your best clothes if you haven't any. Admission is free. You pay at the door, <laughs> you take a seat, and you sit on the floor. This has been another helpful public service announcement.
0: Uh, where where, where did you get that?
1: That's cool. I'm I'm not telling. Oh, okay. A secret.
0: Okay, well, this is uh, a notice in a church bulletin. The cost for att- attending the fasting and prayer conference includes meals. <laughs> did, did you understand that?
1: The, fasting the cost, fasting.
0: the cost for attending wow. the fasting and prayer conference includes meals.
1: Wow, you get <laughs> meals are included in a fasting conference. <laughs> huh? exactly. Wow. Wow. exactly. 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 Hill Country Patriot time is nine nineteen. Okay,
0: um, coming up after the break, I'm going to tell you something about your own check that you probably do not know i will bet a whole lot of money that you do not know check check like paycheck no 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 no, no the check like a bank check a, be- uh, yeah, oh, a bank okay. a bank check
1: See, i have no idea what she's gonna what she's gonna pull on us folks so
0: <laughs> so okay so so uh, go go get your check and be looking at it
1: Oh, listen to the radio and go get your check. These are very important <laughs> exactly, announcements. Don't exactly. leave the room. No, no, no. But but or don't, but, you know, if you're driving in your car, don't start <laughs> rummaging around in your purse or wallet. Well, that's true. Wallet. That's true. Okay.
0: That's true. That's true. If you're driving, this might not apply to you. But get out your checkbook and look at it because uh, I have something, as I said, that I know about your check that you do not. I'll bet.
1: A long, long, time. A long
0: Bad news on the doorstep I couldn't take one more step I can't remember if I cried When I read about his widowed bride But something touched me deep
1: inside The day the music died This month in 1959 Texas musician Buddy Buddy Holly died in a plane crash near Mason City, Iowa. After a show on the night of February 2nd, 1959, in Clear Lake, Iowa, Buddy Holly was 22 years old. Fellow Texan, the Big Bopper, J.P. Richardson, from Port Arthur, who was 28 years old, and Richie Valens, who was 17 years old and just eight months into his music career, they took off on a chartered plane for Fargo, North Dakota. The aircraft went down shortly after takeoff and all aboard were killed. The innovative Buddy Holly and his group, the Crickets, had achieved a high level of fame that persists more than 40 years later. In Lubbock, Holly's hometown, a large statue of him stands near the Memorial Center. And uh, J.P. Richardson, the big bopper, or Jape as he was called, uh, from the same town as Janice Joplin. Uh, she was 16 when... Uh, Big Bopper died. Uh, She also is from Port Arthur and tried to look up some, uh, see what influence he might have had on her, but uh, couldn't find any information about that, but surely she did. Uh There was an influence. Um, And the Big Bopper uh, wrote White Lightning, which became George Jones' first number one hit.
0: Oh, I did not know that. And the reason they chartered a plane was because they were traveling all around the country uh, (laughs) and it was in February, and they were on a bus that had no heat.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: yeah. so, so so they chartered a plane, um, and it took off in a blizzard. Um, and the, the pilot apparently was too inexperienced uh, for the conditions, so he really shouldn't have been taking off. Yeah, he was
1: a very young pilot. He took off in a raging blizzard. Yeah,
0: but nice. in in the 12 months prior to the crash, those three musicians, Buddy Holly, Richie Valens, and the Big Bopper, had sold over ten million albums.
1: I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that. Well, poor Richie Valens, Valens. seventeen years old, eight months into his music career. Of course, his big hit was La Bamba. Yeah. If you remember that? He was one of the first Hispanic uh, rock and roll singers. I, say. I
0: I did not realize he his career was that short.
1: Yeah. Yeah. i was sad. That was this month in nineteen fifty nine. Yeah. Uh, in Iowa, two two Texans. So, country patriot time is nine twenty-six on a Saturday morning with Bill and Allison Menkerow. And Allison, you promised, and I'm interested in knowing <laughs> what's what's the story on our bank checks yeah, that you could, said is a nobody really knows.
0: Yeah, I, I I bet no one listening knows the answer to this. Okay, look look at your check in in your checkbook, not not your paycheck, but your own personal check or your business check. Um, you see a lot of lines in the upper left hand corner there's a line where you put the date and then it says pay to the order of and there's a line and sometimes there's a line after the dollar sign and then below that where you write out the amount um, there's a line and sometimes there's a line for a memo and where you sign there's a line but you think there's a line but you would be wrong that is not a line. If you get out a very strong magnifying glass and maybe a couple pair of reading glasses, what that is, instead of a line, it says authorized signature, authorized signature, authorized signature, authorized signature, over and
1: over and over again. Wow, no kidding. <laughs> How about that? Wow. How about that? Wow. But they make it in it's typed so small you can't read it. Oh, exactly. No, no a exactly. person could read it. Exactly. Maybe a, a sight hound. Could read it or something, <laughs> I, uh, I want to point out that uh, our own Lorraine Lamont will be performing on stage tonight at 6 p.m. Uh, at uh, I, I'm not sure how to pronounce this, Babes or Bebez, I think, it's ba- I think it's Babies. Babies. Well, it was I was wrong think, there, too. I think. Oh, well, Seafood I, we, bucket. We have been restaurant. there. In, We've been there, but don't know how to pronounce the it's name. It's very good. Uh, it really is. It's a good restaurant. Uh, it's right downtown on Earl Garrett Street, 225 Earl Garrett Street, across from uh, Shriner Building uh, on Earl Garrett. And uh, Lorraine will be performing um, tonight starting at 6 p.m. And uh, what uh, the little advertisement here says, it's called Candles and Kisses in honor of Valentine's Aww. Day. Celebrate love found and honor those loves that you may have lost. Enjoy chocolate kisses on your table and light the candle in memory of someone special. If they cannot be with you, we will honor them together. Wonderful music, delicious food, and a delightful atmosphere. So that's Mm -hmm. our own Lorraine Lamont and the boys band tonight at six o'clock at babes, Baby's seafood bucket on uh, 225 Earl Garrett street. So uh,
0: what time is that? It begins
1: at six okay so here is uh something interesting i found the ceo of the one of the biggest manufacturers of ventilators hospital ventilators in the world says that those who refuse the COVID jab should be automatically considered to have foregone the right to COVID treatment in hospitals wow, wow. yeah he says well that's because we'll we won't overburden the hospital staff. So you go home and die if you have COVID. if you refuse to get the so-called vaccine, which is not a vaccine, which a lot of people have had, as we well know, a lot of side effects from it. Uh, But if if you won't uh, get that jab for whatever reason, and apparently a medical reason is not good enough for him, uh, he's just flat out said, if you don't get the jab, you shouldn't be treated in a hospital. You should just go, you know, go go crawl under a bridge and die. Uh, well, I have a question for this gentleman. His name is Stefan Drager. Okay, what about people who need medical treatment for other health issues they brought on themselves? Because he's claiming if you don't get the vaccination and you get COVID, you brought it on yourself, which I don't agree with. But if he, if that's the case, what about people who need medical treatment for? Alcoholism,
0: yeah.
1: or drug addiction, or effects of obesity, uh, or complications from abortion. Well, and he, he, they shouldn't be, get, uh, by this logic. They shouldn't have any. They shouldn't get any medical treatment in a hospital.
0: Yeah, you were talking about the side effects of the jab. A friend just sent me a story so, the, the other so day. So let
1: me just interrupt you for a minute. So my the point is, he wants to discriminate against people who conscientiously refuse a vaccine for whatever reason they may have religious exemptions or they've just looked into it and said this is not for me uh, or they're very young and the, as we know children virtually never have gotten COVID uh, and certainly never died from almost virtually never died from it but uh, or if, um, a, a medical exemption the doctor says no I don't want you you shouldn't be getting it uh, you have other, other situations so the point is he wants to discriminate against those people but not against people who are alcoholics, drug addicts, uh, or other health issues they brought upon themselves. Now, Allison, what you got? Well, what, what I
0: started to say was uh, a friend sent sent me a story um, about a very young woman. Um, I think she was twenty twenty one or something like that. In very good health, got the vaccine, and died from uh, side effects from from the vaccine.
1: Sure, yeah. you know there's stories like there's you've seen videos of athletes falling falling down and dying on the yeah. playing field after getting a vac- shortly after getting a vaccination exactly a so-called vaccination Nine thirty two is our hill country Patriot time
0: well and there's a little good news on the uh, the sh- shutdown of yeah. our, of our entire country. Yeah. Uh, just this Thursday, um, the governor of Nevada, uh, lifted the mask mandate and Bill and I were in Las Vegas about a m- month ago, I guess and um everywhere we went there were signs you know you have to wear a mask um, although w- we did not and nobody told us to but uh anyway so i thought it was very good news that uh, he lifted that uh mask mandate so people in nevada do not have to wear masks anymore. yeah how about that
1: yeah how about that well we uh are still on the subject of uh viruses and masks and shutdowns and uh social distancing by the way when uh i wear when i have to wear my mask uh i you know in an airplane or something uh i wear my freddy krueger mask <laughs> because that that actually accomplishes a couple of things exactly. i'm wearing a mask number one that covers my nose and mouth and it's amazing how that uh, creates social distancing exactly exactly All right. exactly
0: uh i think we have an interview coming up with we uh, do. with uh, dr mcdonald
1: well our special guest our very special guest is dr mark mcdonald who's a psychiatrist and author. His opinions have been widely published, including the Wall Street Journal of, and The Federalist. Uh, he and Dr. Jeff Barkey have a weekly podcast, and you can find that at informeddissentmedia.com, and we'll be giving that out later as well. That explores the intersection of health care and politics. Dr. McDonald has advised Florida Governor Ron DeSantis to prohibit school masks, saying that masking a child is child abuse. Governor DeSantis took Dr. McDonald's advice and Florida has one of the lowest covid rates in the United States.
0: And Dr. McDonald was widely widely attacked in Florida for for that. He mm. was accused death of threats. He was accused <laughs> of being a child murderer for for yeah. saying that.
1: You know, when you're I when you're when you're taking a lot of fire, you know you're getting close to the target. He is author of the very important book The United States of Fear, how America fell victim to a mass delusional psychosis. Uh, so welcome Dr. McDonald.
2: Thank you. Good to be here, Bell and Allison.
1: Absolutely. We've been uh, talking about uh, the United States of Fear for some time on this program and recommending it to uh, our listeners. Uh, why did you write the book?
2: Well, I didn't want to write it. <laughs> 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 Actually, I, I avoided writing the book and I avoided uh, getting involved at all in any kind of public writing for quite some time. It was only after months and months of cajoling and um, I would say, even coercion on the part of my colleagues. And then finally, a editor from Post Hill Press, Adam Bellow, who insisted that I had something important to say and that he wanted to publish it, that I actually sit down and start writing the book. And I hated writing the book. I remember from high school, uh, a famous author whose name I don't recall now said, I hate writing, but I love having written. <laughs> and I'm really glad that I wrote. it was a very painful process. I spent hours and hours and hours of um, revisions and referencing so that every opinion that I write is based upon something objective and factual um, which is really irritating actually now to see that there are people who clearly haven't read the book who are writing comments on Amazon and the review columns, uh such as. Uh, there's no references in this book. He doesn't back up anything he has to say. Well, it's wow. a 138-page book, and the last 40 pages are <laughs> oh, all references. So, oh, like, 30% it, it, of the book is references. Oh, ex- exactly. I,
0: exactly. I, 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 noticed, I noticed that. I, I noticed that.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, but uh, you wrote that it's my my diagnosis that we were suffering from a society-wide mental health crisis due to a pandemic of fear. What what What, what do you mean by that?
2: So why I wrote the book in in terms of the ideas is that I needed to make it clear to as many people as I could that we are not in a medical pandemic. And I said that from the very beginning, from probably May of 2020. We are in a pandemic of fear. We still are two years later. We solved the medical crisis very quickly. We are not in a data war anymore. We haven't been for probably a year and a half now. We know what we're up against. We know how to treat it. We know who's gets sick, who doesn't. We know who's at risk. Now, what we're doing about that is a whole separate issue. But it's not an intellectual or academic or medical argument. It hasn't been. The problem, the real suffering that we've been uh, swimming in for the last two years has been a psychological one. It's been one of our own making. It's been one that's been made by man, uh, by government, by media, by corporations. And it's, it's largely a pandemic of fear. And The driving force of the fear is the constant chronic lying propaganda and misinformation that's been wasted onto us by this cabal, this government, media, and corporate cabal. And they have essentially ensconced a mass delusional psychosis into our society, meaning a abdication of basic common sense reason, critical thinking, and judgment by the vast majority of Americans. Are reacting to a primitive um, brain response of fear. And when this goes on for a very long period of time, we're not talking about two weeks to flatten the curve, we're talking about now almost into really year three of this. It's as if somebody comes back from a war with PTSD, and every time he hears a branch drop from a tree or a car backfire or Someone dropping their keys on the ground, he jumps up and attacks because he, he's lost his ability to make judgments in the moment. He's driven by an emotional, unresolved trauma. He has PTSD. This is really what Americans have, have turned into. They become emotionally reactive, they're not thinking. Uh, and unlike someone with PTSD who can go in and out of that state, Americans are in it chronically, they're in it 24 7. I see it in my practice, I see it on the streets of LA. I leave my house in the morning, and it feels as if I am entering an insane asylum, a giant open-air insane asylum where everybody is clinically, mentally ill, psychotic, and paranoid. And I don't mean to say this in an exaggerated, bombastic way. I really mean it. I really think that most Americans are, clinically speaking, mentally ill at this moment.
1: Hmm. Well, is it wrong to be afraid of the coronavirus and its variants?
2: Well, you know, often people will ask me, What's fear and why is it a problem? And my answer is, well, there's nothing wrong with fear. As long as you're afraid of the right thing at the right time to the right degree, just like anger, similar to being afraid of a hot stove. There's nothing wrong with being afraid of a hot stove. If we put our hand on it, we weren't afraid. We'd burn. That's why we have pain. That's why we have fear. So being afraid of something that puts you at risk of self-harm or death or that of your loved ones is completely reasonable. The problem is the fear that we feel now and the fear that we've been feeling for two years is misplaced, it is exaggerated, and it is persistent. Just as a painful response by putting your hand on the stove, if it continues when your hand is not on the stove, when it's not at risk, that's actually called pathologic or pathogenic pain. Fear when there's no immediate risk, when you're not standing in front of a bus barreling down on you, nothing is nearby and you're scared just to exist, just to be, just to live, now that fear is pathologic. Now that fear is paranoid. Now you're actually in a state of mental illness. That's the difference between healthy fear and mass delusional psychosis.
1: Dr. Mark McDonald, we sure appreciate you being with us. Uh, Thank you very much. uh, He's, of course, again, the author of the very important book, The United States of Fear, How America Fell Victim to a Mass Delusional Psychosis, which is available online. You should get it. You should read it. You should recommend it to your friends. You should give it as gifts. Uh, the United States of Fear is the name of it. And his website, where you can hear his podcasts, informeddissentmedia.com. That's informeddescent D-I-S-S-E-N-T, media.com. Thank you, Dr. McDonald.
2: Thanks, Bill. Thank you, Allison.
1: Thank you very much.
0: And coming up next week, uh, more of our interview. We interviewed Dr. McDonald for over an hour. And so we're we're not playing it all at once. We're going to play little bite-sized pieces for you. And uh, we think you'll really get a lot out of it. We really, really enjoyed it. And uh, coming up after the break, we're going to tell you how your government, our federal government, deliberately, Deliberately murdered 10,000 Americans. We're Bill and Allison Mencaro on Hill Country Patriot. Every Saturday morning at 9 on your radio. Online, hillcountrypatriot.com. 104.3 and 102.1. Or firstcoupleoftexasradio.com, where you can listen to our podcast 24-7. Stay tuned.
1: You stand supremely blessed. Texas, oh Texas, your freeborn single star sends out its radiance to nations near and far. Emblem of freedom, it sets our hearts aglow with thoughts of San Jacinto
0: and glorious Alamo. God bless You all know that's our own Kinky Friedman, and Bill and I are going to be uh, recording some very special segments uh, with him. They're playing on shows coming up. We're really looking forward to that. And I promised to tell you before the break uh, about our government killing, intentionally killing ten thousand people. In 1926, the federal government poisoned alcohol to curb alcohol consumption during Prohibition. And as a result, by the time Prohibition ended in 1933, an estimated 10,000 people had died from being poisoned by their own government. How about that?
1: Yeah. Are we surprised? Yeah. Are we surprised? Well, today in uh, Kerrville, the Texas Elite Showcase Junior Guilt Show and Sale will be going on at the Hill Country Youth Events Center, hosted by the Texas Pork Producers Association. This youth show and sale is exclusive to the Elite gilts of the Certified Texas Red Registry. Allison, do you know what a guilt is? A guild? Guilt. G-I-L-T. See, if you don't know I'm what a guilt. guilt is, you would not be interested in this show. Uh, Have of to do
0: the jewelry?
1: I... <laughs> <laughs> You think everything has to do with jewelry. Featuring the <laughs> state's best I do, I do, I do genetics. Have, I do have nice jewelry. <laughs> showcasing outstanding youth and elite guilts. That'll be today, uh, starting at 9 a.m. all day long at the uh, Ag Barn, as we uh, perverts refer to it.
0: We, we old people. We old Old, old timers. Yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, you know, you can always count on CNN for the most biased news coverage in the world. Uh, they only have about, a, I think it's about a half a million list of viewers now, Yeah, you know, compared to multi-millions on the more sane networks. Um, well, here's a, a CNN analyst, Juliette Kayyem. She's also a Harvard professor, a former Obama Department of Human, uh, VHS, Homeland Security uh, official, national security expert. Now, you, you, we all know when we're hearing about the Canadian truckers for freedom and uh, the what they're doing up in Canada uh, to to because of they want to get rid of all these vaccine mandate or you know virus mandates and whatever. Uh, so we we've, we've all been hearing about that. Well, did, did Did you know that
0: one is being formed in the United States? No, uh, in Southern California. Okay, well and I'm not surprised. They're heading east.
1: Well, this is so ups- upsetting to her. This Harvard professor. she she says it has to end. She said, here's how to do it. Slash the tire. This is a quote. Slash the tires. Empty the gas tanks. Arrest the drivers. And move the trucks. She tweeted that. Now, this is the brilliant former Obama Department of Homeland Security official. Quote, national security expert. Harvard professor says what you need to do is slash the tires, empty the gas tanks, pull the drivers out. And then move the trucks. Now I think a five-year-old, if you ask them now, if you slash the tires on a truck and you empty the gas tank,
0: how how do you move it? How do you move it?
1: But this is the brilliant Harvard professor. Don't send your kids it, it, to Harvard. What what exactly would you use to slash a truck tire with? <laughs> that's a that's a very I don't know how you would slash a truck tire. And what do you think the uh, the, the driver going to be doing while you're? while you're doing this, <laughs> you know, good luck with that plan. Uh, but now here, here is a former Obama official, Harvard professor, CNN analyst, promoting violence, promoting destruction of private property. Yeah. So, uh, openly suggesting we slash the tires of the hardest working class people in the world. Yeah. About that. There you go. 950 is our Hill Country Patriot time. Saturday morning, Bill and Allison men, with you. Uh, I noticed that Dr. Fauci, uh, Lord Fauci, said recently, quote, it's easy to criticize me, but when you do, you're really criticizing science because I represent science. <laughs> I mean, what a, what a megalomaniac! Well, not exactly. Didn't, didn't Dr. McDonald say he was a, so- a sociopath? sociopath
0: and that that's going to be in our, one of our upcoming interviews no. we are going to play. He
1: said, Dr. McDonough, uh, 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 he said, Dr. Fauci is a sociopath and this is comes yeah. from a psych- practicing psychiatrist. He's not exactly. just like you and I say all of these. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, now if you think about it, I represent science is roughly Fauci's job. If you think of science as a special interest lobby, <laughs> I mean he is along with uh, the director of the NIH effectively the head of an enormous lobby that relies almost exclusively on your and my taxpayers money. Right. Fauci made, I don't know if people know this, Dr. Fauci is the highest paid government official. Right. Period. He made $417,608 in 2019, which is the most recent uh, figures we have.
0: He made more money uh-huh. than his boss at the NIH and more money than the President of the United States.
1: Exactly. Uh, and, and
0: when he retires he's going to get th- 350000 a year okay something like that. and
1: he's the highest paid out of all four million federal employees uh, in a 10-year period between 2010 and 2019 Fauci made 3.6 million dollars in salary taxpayers wow. dollars wow. not to mention his profits from investments in drug companies
0: Right.
1: and he controls billions of dollars uh, for drug companies when he approves a new drug so if he's heavily invested in Johnson & Johnson let's say and some other pharmaceutical company comes along and says, "Well, we want a- approval, and they're competing drugs." Guess who's he's going to approve? Yeah, that's, yeah. So that's that's your Fauci for you.
0: But but he he brags about he is he is science. In the nineteen seventies, science went on a smear campaign against eggs. How how they cause you to have high cholesterol, and no one should eat eggs.
1: I remember that, and no? I never I never believed it then. Yeah, exactly. Because that's that's dietary cholesterol. That's not serum cholesterol. Exactly. And then fast forward a decade, it was okay to eat the
0: whites, but
1: not the yellows.
0: And I, I remember being at a restaurant, ordering like a cob salad and, you know, picking out the yellows, eating only the whites.
1: You can still see that occasionally on a menu, they'll do an all egg right. white um, exactly. omelet or something.
0: Right. Okay. And And then forward another decade, it's okay to eat the whole egg, but just a little bit. Now in the 2000s they're a superfood. <laughs> so so the the point is science is never settled.
1: No. And science
0: uh, is not scientific and the, the idea that the scientists know what's right and that we should all obey them assumes they are perfect people with no agenda. Media takes a tiny understanding and blows it up into a fact. We should never accept that science and scientists are right and therefore worthy of our obedience and worship.
1: Well, no, absolutely. I mean, it's it's a priesthood. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, doctors wear um, priestly garments. That's true. You know? That's true. Uh, and so it's in very much like a priesthood. Albert Einstein, of all people, uh, commented to his friend, uh, Chame, uh, I can't remember his name now. Who? Oh, anyway, doesn't matter who it is. Uh, he commented to him one time. He said, "He said we scientists know nothing." He said, "You know," he said, "we know something about how things work a little bit." I'm paraphrasing, obviously, but he said, "As far as ultimate truth, he said we know nothing about ultimate truth." Uh, science yeah. is science is always in pursuit of truth, but never finding it. Now, does that mean we can't, take, you know, make a rocket that sends people to the moon? Of course we can. Uh, we can put things together and make them work properly but the ultimate truth is not to be found in science it's to be found in the bible in fact Uh, but uh... nine fifty five hill country patriot time this morning got a local event here that we need to tell you about uh... today three to four p.m. at pernellis falls state park outside of johnson city prehistoric hunting and that's all i know about it It'll be at three o'clock they don't tell you anything else they haven't told me a <laughs> thing but it's prehistoric hunting at perdonales falls state park from three to four p.m today also uh from 2 30 to 3 30 same place a hike through time now this might be the prehistoric hunting thing oh uh but the different time so i don't know you know just have to have to bear with me on that the hike will leave from the main perdonales falls parking lot about one mile it'll be child and dog friendly no registration needed But bundle up. (laughs) I would say bundle up. And today in Bandera, the 16th annual Bobbles and Boots is going to be from 4 to 8 p.m. It's a fundraiser for the Bandera ISD Education Foundation. That puts grant money back into the classroom to help the children of Bandera ISD. And so that will be today from 4 to 8. Uh, And uh, if you want more information about that, uh, contact Patricia McMullen at eight three zero seven nine six five eight six two eight three zero seven nine six fifty eight sixty two. So that's some things that we've got going today. Uh you see that uh President Biden said that
0: uh what what, what now? Oh <laughs>
1: uh, yeah. Oh man. He's uh it's ridiculous that gun owners insist on needing an AR 15. I'm going to save this for next time because uh, I've got something to talk about with Beto and oh. AR 15. So oh. I'm going to, I'm going to save that for, for next time. And, uh, but he, you know, he, he did describe, uh, the other day he described, uh, an attacker who shot some New York, po- uh, policemen using a Glock handgun. And he described the Glock handgun as a quote weapon of war. Wow. Uh, The guy is clueless. He said they used a stolen Glock handgun. Okay. So they, they broke the law by getting a stolen (laughs) gun. So what, what good is a gun log doing in that case? And then Biden said that he had 40 rounds. He said, quote, a magazine with 40 rounds. That's a weapon of war. Well, I'm sorry. A Glock doesn't have 40 rounds. It depends yeah, I, on what Glock you're I don't, talking about, but I don't none know, of them have. Four, I don't know a lot about guns. But none of them I would have assume that no, th- a, they don't have forty a, rounds. A Glock 19 standard is 15 rounds plus one in the chamber. Okay. okay. You can get bigger. You can get uh, bigger clips, but none of them hold 40 rounds. So, he isn't always talking about.
0: Well, uh, okay. I love America. It's an amazing place. And do you know what I've come to realize, right? Americans, you basically do everything that we do, but you do it bigger, and you do it better. Like, we have stupid people here. (laughs) But your stupid people are world-class. And that is not me saying, oh, all Americans are stupid. No, America also has the smartest people on the planet. What I'm saying is that when America does stupid, you do stupid. Like, our village
2: idiot is in a park shouting at clouds. Yours is president.
0: I just love that.
1: <laughs> oh, unfortunately so true. Unfortunately so yes, true. It is sad. Very sad. Well, we are wrapping up uh, next week. Look forward to more discussions with Dr. Mark McDonald. <laughs> yes. Author of The United States of Fear, which we have urged you to get a copy of and read. It's not a big book. Mm-hmm. Uh, 150 something like that pages.
0: Oh, and, uh, and he's probably got um, 50 pages of um
1: backup references because references. He, knew, he knew he would be attacked. Yeah. So, well, out of time we are out of time and And remember we're bill and allison mincaro we're sometimes wrong but we're always right and trust in the lord with all your heart and lean not into your own understanding acknowledge him in all your ways and he will direct your paths you've been listening to the bill and allison mincaro show heard each saturday 9 to 10 a.m on the hill country patriots